In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Last week in the Mass, the Lord exhorted us through the Gospel reading that we have an invitation by our Lord Jesus Christ, not only to come to Him with our brokenness, but to come with Him persistently with our brokenness. To come to Him again and again with the cry for mercy because of our knowledge of our need for healing, which was the second reminder He gave us last week. We most certainly every day of our life are so in need of the divine mercy and healing of Christ, the very things for which He came to bestow upon us. This is the invitation to us. We continue that theme today. We look more into this, how much Christ wants to heal us if we will but come to Him. In the Gospel of St. Mark in chapter 7, and before I start reading, do me a favor. Uh, have your bulletins handy on the front page. We're going to make use of this icon of Christ healing the many diseases of the people. In the Gospel of St. Mark in chapter 7, Jesus comes to the Sea of Galilee, and a multitude bring before him a man that is deaf and cannot speak, because he's deaf. And they begged him, Lord, lay hands upon this man. And so we're told that our Lord Jesus Christ takes the man apart from the multitude. He takes him away for a moment. We're told he sticks his fingers in the ears of the man. And he spits and he touches the tongue of the man. And when he puts his fingers in his ears, he says those words that we say over everyone baptized. Ephthatha, be opened. As soon as our Lord speaks and does these things. His ears were open, and we are told that this man spoke plainly. A man that had not spoken before because of his being deaf. Spoke perfect language and communicated great praise for what God had done. And I want you to hear the beautiful words of St. Ephraim the Syrian, who paints one of the most astounding pictures of this scene. But even further, what he really shows us is the path of our salvation in Christ. Listen to the words of St. Ephraim the, the Syrian. He said, That power which may not be handled came down and clothed itself with flesh that may be touched, that the desperate may draw near to him, that in touching his humanity they may encounter his divinity. For that speechless man the Lord healed with fingers of his body. He put his fingers into the man's ear and touched his tongue. At that moment with fingers that may be touched, the man touched the Godhead that could never be touched. Immediately this loosed the string of his tongue and opened the clogged doors of his ears. For the very architect of the body itself and craftsman of all flesh had personally come to him. And with his gentle voice tenderly opened his obstructed ears. Then his mouth, which had been so closed up that it could not give birth to a word, gave birth to praise to him who made its barrenness. 
He's summarizing, he's summarizing for us and painting one of the most astounding pictures of the incarnation of God in the person of Jesus Christ. That is, Christ, the divine word of God, became flesh so that our flesh, our broken bodies, our broken souls could be touched by his divinity and by that touch as we come to him be made whole. That's what he's saying. Look at the icon on the front of your bulletins. Let's see what we see. We see many ill of different kinds. This is a painting of all the healings that Christ did noted throughout the Gospels. We see the broken. We see the disordered coming to Jesus Christ with a humble desperation, knowing, knowing that there's a possibility if they come to him that he might heal them. Now take a look specifically at the ill. We see a woman approaching Christ and bending down and she has a cane. We also see others to the right of her that also have canes. These are the lame that came to Christ and were made whole again. Look at the lepers. Also to the right, you see a leper on the shoulders of another leper. You see spots and sores all over their flesh. The lepers who were shamed for their brokenness and shamed for their disorder. They press into Christ and they see their shame removed as he heals their broken bodies. And off to the far right, you see the one in chains that is bound. The description of the demon possessed that Christ came to. And with the voice of authority commanded that demonic to depart that body and bring peace back. My friends, when I look at this icon, and when you see this icon, when I look at it, I see every blessed, beloved child of God who has been baptized and filled with the Holy Spirit and brought into the kingdom of God. Why do I see this? Because in all of us, there's a form of leprosy. In all of us, there's a form of being lame, not whole. In all of us, there is a form of oppression, if not addiction, where Satan has us so incredibly bound, even as we come into the kingdom of God. When I look at all of these people, when I look at all the broken and disordered, my friends, it's us. We are the ones that are not yet whole. We are the ones who are being made whole if we come to the Christ our healer. All of us have consistent need because of the disorders and the dysfunctions and the passions that pursue things other than Christ our God. All of us on a daily basis need the merciful touch of the healing power and grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. But the question our Lord has for us this morning is, do we live like that? Now, God knows, and you know, if you're honest with yourself, we are most certainly broken and in need of healing. But do we live in the same desperation, beautiful desperation, that you see all of those in the icon pressing into Christ? And why did they do so? Because they knew they were broken, and more than that, they suffered from their brokenness. And they had had enough of their suffering that when they had just this much faith, hearing that this Christ has been healing people, 
Perhaps if I go to him, I might be made whole as well. That's all the faith that they needed. And they pressed into Christ. In fact, we're told many times in the scripture. You even heard it in the epistle reading from Matthews this morning. That every place Jesus would go, as people would hear of the mighty works of God that he was doing. That by the time he would arrive in the marketplaces, the unhealthy, the dysfunctional, the disordered, they had either come by themselves or been brought by their friends, crowding the marketplaces. And what does Jesus do? They bring themselves to him. He comes to them and they leave made whole. Every one of them. Do we live with their authentic humility and healthy desperation before the Lord? This last Sunday, we saw this in the parable, this humility, this authenticity. In the parable of the Pharisee and the tax collector. And we beheld such humility in the life of the tax collector. And Jesus said he went home whole. Because of his humble approach. Remember his humble posture before God. Where he didn't even look into heaven. Separated himself from all of other God's people. Not seeing him worthy to be a part of them. And he didn't even look into heaven. And he cried out to God. God have mercy. That is God. Cover me. God cover my shame. God give me what I could never deserve. And I know that I could never deserve it. But I need your blessed mercy. For he said, I am a sinner. I am stained with sin. My thoughts and actions and deeds. There is dysfunction in me that has not yet been released. And I need to be released. Also in last week's Mass, I talked about this a little bit last Wednesday. From 1 Corinthians chapter 15. The same blessed humility that we see in this sinful tax collector. I want to tell you, you see in blessed St. Paul the Apostle. In 1 Corinthians in chapter 15, listen to St. Paul's words about himself. I am the least of the apostles who am not worthy to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God only, I am what I am. St. Paul calls himself the least of the apostles. Are you kidding me? Think about this man. Think about this blessed saint. He goes all over the Gentile world. Bringing the gospel. That is the Lord Jesus Christ. He brought to Jews and Gentiles. And so many thousands were baptized. And churches were started. As the church would spread like wildfire. Through this man's flesh and blood. A man who did many of the same miracles. That our Lord Jesus Christ did. From healing the broken to raising the dead. And what does St. Paul say about himself? With all these wonderful works that Christ did through him. He never ceased to leave the posture of the tax collector. With all of these things that God was doing through him. He says I'm the least. I am the least of the apostles. Not worthy to be called among them. And why? Because St. Paul lived a life allowing the Holy Spirit to do the work of the Holy Spirit. And that is illuminate that within him that was broken. To illuminate that within him that was sinful and warring against himself. 
And when the Holy Spirit would show these things, he would, like the tax collector, go before Christ, pleading with mercy from Christ, asking to be released, and asking to be delivered, and asking to be made whole. Some more words from Blessed St. Paul as far as how he saw himself through the eyes of the Holy Spirit come from Romans in chapter 7. He says, I do not understand what I do. For the things I know I should do, I don't do. And the things that I hate, those things I despise and know that I shouldn't do, I keep doing. But I see another law in my members, warring against the law of my mind, and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members. O wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? And listen to the Holy Spirit's response from within him. Thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. That is who will deliver me from my wretchedness. That is who will deliver me from this body of death. St. John Chrysostom commenting on the words of St. Paul. He said Paul says this because he truly was a humble man. And because he, this is what he really thought about himself. It taught him. To see himself this way, it taught him the greatness of God's grace towards him. My friends, if you and I fail to allow the Holy Spirit to reveal to us our brokenness and our dysfunctions and the ways that we need to be healed and made whole, if we fail to do that, how can you ever taste of the extent of the love and grace and power of God unto your salvation? If you don't present yourself broken to the healer, how will you find yourself mended? How will you experience the divine mercy of God in your life? How will you testify that Jesus Christ is Lord and the God of all salvation? If we keep at distance our healer because we're afraid in our conscience. And we've been so Twisted in our minds by our enemy to think we dare not come before this God. The same God that says, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden. My friends, woe to us when we are that indifferent. And don't give the Holy Spirit room to do his blessed job. Woe to us in those moments of our lives. When we walk in arrogance thinking we're doing quite well today, Lord, I really don't have much need of you today. You and I know we have those moments where things are going very well. My friends, when we walk in that indifference, when we walk in that arrogance, or when we walk with spiritual laziness in this life, we deny ourselves the experience of the mighty and powerful salvation of our Lord Jesus Christ. We deny ourselves that. We deny ourselves the wonder of Christ's healing work by grace. And I say this very clearly. How in the world will we who are his people, his church filled with his Holy Spirit, how will we ever testify in the midst of this present darkness of this world of the mighty power of God to heal the soul and bring order to the soul? 
How will we testify to it unless we have laid down before him like the tax collector and cried out for mercy, received it, and experienced it? We're, other than if, we're, if we don't experience that, all we're doing is talking words out there, and words will not save anyone. It's the mighty power and the grace of God that comes through the flesh and blood of every believer that will draw humankind to come and do the same and find their souls ordered and come to peace. That's the truth of Christianity. When I look at this icon, I look at the daily walk of the Christian before God. This is our blessed fellowship with Him every day. Not only coming to Him and asking for mercy, but just like the deaf and the dumb man, once we receive it, standing in His presence with nothing but praise on our lips for what the divine has just done on our behalf. This is the dance of Christianity and fellowship with the living God. Our intro eat today, at the very beginning of Mass, sets the tone in Mass that the choir sings. The words again are our prayer to God and He invites us. You heard saying, Haste thee, O God, unto my rescue and save me. O Lord, make haste to my deliverance. It falls in the same theme of the great Jesus prayer. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of the living God, have mercy upon me, a sinner. It falls into the same theme and pattern of prayer of what we say every Mass, which comes from the voice of the centurion. Lord, I am not worthy that thou shouldest come under my roof. The humility. But then the faith. But speak the word only, and my soul shall be healed. And I conclude with this blessed invitation of our Lord, because the collect prayer of the day, which is one of my favorites in all of the Masses, the collect prayer today expresses the divine nature of God we come to with these prayers. Listen to the prayer we pray. Almighty and everlasting God, who art always more ready to hear than we to pray, and art wont to give more than either we desire or deserve. Pour down upon us the abundance of thy mercy, forgiving us those things whereof our conscience is afraid, and giving us those things which we are not worthy to ask. Our Lord Jesus Christ invites our Lord Jesus Christ never tires in inviting even when we don't respond. But if we are to experience salvation, which is the gospel, if we are to see our, ourselves forever in the arms of Christ for all eternity, then we have to let the Hebrew heal. And there is no other way. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. <laughs> I believe in one God, the Father.